0: Welcome to the PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, degree qualified nutritionist. This podcast is a place to help show you how to reduce your PCOS symptoms. Getting diagnosed with PCOS can be super confusing. It typically comes with very little information about what the condition actually is and how to manage it long term. In this podcast, we cover the keys to understanding what PCOS is, the best approaches to improving your PCOS, and of course, how to reduce your PCOS symptoms through non-medication-based approaches. If you've been recently diagnosed with PCOS or you've had PCOS for a long time and you're wondering, what the heck do I do now and what do I need to do to reduce my symptoms? This podcast exists to show you exactly that. If you have PCOS and you want a strategic approach to help you lose weight, banish acne, stabilize your cycles, and reduce anxiety-inducing hair growth, then I would love to invite you to register for my free PCOS Masterclass. In this masterclass, I'm going to be breaking down my exact process that I use when I'm helping clients like you reduce and resolve their PCOS symptoms without medication. To get access to the masterclass, all you need to do is head to the link in the show notes, or you can access it directly by going to celendouglas.com forward slash webinar hyphen registration hyphen EG, or you'll find that link in the show notes below. If you've been struggling to lose weight with PCOS, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. In today's episode, I am going to be breaking down three of the most common reasons why it can be difficult to lose weight with PCOS, and we're going to I guess have a bit of an insight into my brain and and how I go about working out the why behind these things and then, of course, working out what to do. So we're going to be looking at the different tests that we can also use to help us when we're trying to solve the question, why aren't you losing weight with PCOS? Before we do get into today's episode, I wanted to Talk through some exciting news. You may or may not be aware that we now have two options available for the PCOS pathway. So, very simply, I've called this the PCOS pathway DIY as your option one, and then your option two, the PCOS pathway plus. I'm just going to spend a moment, I won't be too long, going through these two different options and how they're different and why I've created the second option. So up until this point in time, there has only been the PCOS Pathway Plus, so that's what we're calling it now. And uh, the, the sort of difference, I suppose, with that one versus the new option is that it includes personalized testing reviews. So essentially, With the plus, there is that additional level of customization, which accounts for the difference in price point between the two. The reason that I've created the Peace West Pathway DIY is that I know that there's a lot of you who really want to join the Peace West Pathway, but I completely understand, especially in the current economy, that it can be difficult to allocate that amount of money towards something like that especially when you may have some additional costs as well if you are looking at supplementation and those sorts of things. So basically for the last few months really I have been racking my brain and mulling this over and really going through like how basically how can I create something that allows you to still get those really meaningful results and still implement correct supplementation, but without that input from me. And this is something I have honestly been thinking about for probably the last six months and more so in the last couple of months is really, yeah, I've just been honestly like thinking about it probably every single day. And what I had done once I basically realized how I was going to do it and thought it through and kind of mapped it all out is I just honestly started working on it like a mad person because this is my personality type. When I have an idea or I decide that I'm going to do something, I'm the personality type that it must be done yesterday. And I have so much intensity about getting that done until it's finished. That's just how I work. It's almost like a problem, um, but I have been yeah rapidly going at this the last few months or last few weeks, I should say. And basically, the new option for the PSS pathway, the PTS pathway DIY, um, is. Roughly the same process as before, but with a few additional resources and things like that to ensure that you are able to do things on your own. But when we get to the step around testing and implementing supplementation, I have created this customized Google Sheet. So, kind of like a spreadsheet that you're able to make a copy of, and you're able to put in all of your blood test results that you um, get, which are guided by me in the course as well. And once you've obtained that testing, you can put it all into this spreadsheet and it will color code all of your results for you, basically showing you very clearly what is out of range. So, it's super obvious where the key areas are that you need to improve. And that is a great summary and starting point because you'll see that and really clearly be like, okay, cool. It's my you know insulin, my LH, my SHBG or whatever those key sort of things are for you. And then there's a separate sheet which basically you'll just click over to in the next tab and that will actually allow you to just select what your key issues are. So if it's high LH, if it's high insulin, you'll just be able to click that um, and you'll know that because it will all be highlighted in red for you. So you'll just be selecting what your areas for improvement are. You'll be selecting, you know, if you're low in zinc, if you're low in iodine, any of those nutrient deficiencies as well. And then basically that will show you three different columns. So you'll have nutritional lifestyle supplements, and basically it will summarize the key areas that you'll focus on. And then of course, the rest of the course is really dedicated to helping you to implement those areas. So as an example, whatever dietary strategies there are for high insulin. Is in the course. Whatever uh, we're recommending around improving zinc levels is in the course. For example, so you will have that great summary, and and the difference with the West Pathway Plus is basically that um, you send us your test results. Uh, they get we we go through them with a fine tooth comb, and basically. Uh, put together a testing review for you, which is where we screen share your results, talk through each of them individually and go through how it relates to your current symptoms, what we need to do specifically to address that, key timeframes, all of that sort of thing, and then actually put together a customized supplement protocol for you. So that's the key differences between the two options. And that also accounts for the difference in price point as well. So if you're wondering... Which one? If you're looking at them and kind of wondering which one, ultimately, they're both targeted towards getting the same results. It just depends whether you want that additional level of support um, with the plus, which you have that as an option. Otherwise, if you don't or if budget is a constraint for you, then you have the DIY and you can still get really epic results with that. I've got all of my uh, personal supplement recommendations in there. I've even got the brands that I use, the dosages, and anything you need to be aware of in there as well. So it is, um, yeah, everything that you need is in there. Um, At the moment, we are doing a Black Friday bonus as well. So if you haven't already, go and have a look at the website. Um, So it's just celendouglas.com forward slash the hyphen PCOS hyphen pathway. Uh, Otherwise, you can obviously find it through Instagram as well, or the link will be in the show notes as well for this episode. And we've got the two different options laid out there really well with any Black Friday bonuses as well. They are only available for a limited number of purchases. So do be quick if you are thinking of joining. Now, today's episode, we are talking all about struggling to lose weight with PCOS. So this is a really, really common Uh, symptom for PCOS, a really, really common battle. And there are many different reasons why someone could be struggling with weight loss, but I want to go through three of the most common. So the first thing that we are going to look at is looking at more of a metabolic problem. So the way my brain works is if someone is saying, I can't lose weight and I have PCOS, I am looking at why And there are different ways that you can approach this. I, when someone joins the P2S pathway, I, my first step is let's get some testing done because symptoms are one thing, but testing allows us to put some confirmation and some backing behind that symptom and really allows us to make those more informed decisions and answer the why. Um but, as a starting point, you're asking why, and the three core issues why there could be a problem would be thyroid metabolic inflammatory. There are other reasons, but if we think about sort of putting someone under one of those banners or in multiple of those, they're three of the most common, and it's actually quite easy or simple to work out which one you are just through testing so if someone um is coming to me basically and saying, I'm really struggling with weight loss, then I am thinking, is it a thyroid issue? Is it a metabolic issue? Is it an inflammatory issue? Could it be a combination of all three? And it's actually quite simple to work out which banner someone would fall under. So testing is the answer really. When we're looking at a thyroid issue, we want to look at a full thyroid panel There's different variations as to what someone considers a full thyroid panel, but a really good starting point is TSH, T4, T3, thyroid peroxidase antibody and thyroglobulin antibody. So they'll be listed as TSH, T4, T3, TPOAB and TGAB. That is a great starting point for your thyroid panel. Commonly, TSH is tested, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone, and this is not enough, even if it's within range. So I like TSH to be between 1 and 2. Conventional reference ranges usually will be between 0.4 and 4 as considering that particular marker as normal. So even, uh, for example... If you do have a thyroid problem and your TSH is too high and it's three, you'll often be told that it is not a problem because it sits within that conventional reference range, which is already too wide. Whereas we want it to be between one and two. However, there is a big sort of caveat, I suppose, here where I have seen many people who do sit between one and two, but then they do actually have issues with either T4. T3 or their antibodies are very elevated. And that can be the reason why that person isn't losing weight. So, among many other things. So, basically, what I'm saying here is yes, TSH is important, but kind of only if we have the rest of the panel. If you are struggling with weight, then getting that full thyroid panel is actually a no brainer. Your thyroid is the gland that sits in the base of the neck. It controls your metabolic rate. So if it is under functioning, it doesn't really matter what you eat. You're really going to struggle with losing weight. It's going to feel really challenging for you. It's going to feel like you're puffy all the time, like you're holding on to a lot of fluid. And when you identify a thyroid issue and start correcting it, it's honestly miraculous how quickly things can change without it really feeling like you have to do anything. So we really want to check that thyroid. And if your doctor is not willing to do that test for you because they might be constrained within what is approved through Medicare, or perhaps they just can't warrant testing it based off your symptoms or family history, then you can use private testing labs as well screen is a great option in Australia and New Zealand. We have options, uh, that option and there are other options for private labs in the US as well. Uh, and it's not too uh, expensive either. It's about $120, so it's not too bad. I find thyroid would be one of the few collections of tests that can be quite difficult to obtain through a doctor. So that's your thyroid. We want to look at that. And if we can see that your TSH, T4, T3 and antibodies are all within range, we can pretty safely put a line through that and say, that's not the reason that you're struggling to lose weight. And if it is, well, then we have a really clear and objective direction to work with. If, for example, the antibodies are very high, or your TSH is high, or your hormones are low, we can say there's actually a problem here with your thyroid. And this could mean that it is down-regulating your metabolic rate. And we need to fix this problem in order for you to actually have a healthy metabolism and for you to be able to lose weight. And of course, once we know there's a thyroid issue, often the question then becomes why. And we might need to dig a little bit further. Some common reasons here will be nutrient deficiencies in things like iodine, iron, vitamin D, and zinc. Or if we're looking at the antibodies being elevated, perhaps there's an underlying inflammatory problem there. It's may be the case that you need to look further into your gut. And we may look at using some antioxidant support in order to help correct that issue as well. Now, if we look at the banner of metabolic health and issues with insulin, what we're wanting to test is fasting insulin, fasting blood glucose, and HbA1c as a minimum. Now, this is by far the most common and prevalent issue within PCOS. And I do think that everyone with PCOS needs to be tested for this. I will also say that from my clinical experience, what I've seen to be true is that everyone with PCOS has a problem with this. It's just at varying degrees. And I mean this even in the cases where you're not struggling with weight. So, Uh, we want to look at this sort of testing. um, And we want to look at fasting insulin, as I said, fasting blood glucose and HbA1c. Now, if you're not sure what the optimal levels are, there is a testing guide, which you can get on my website or through my Instagram link in bio, which gives you all of these key tests and a bit of a summary behind each, as well as the key reference ranges for each. So do go and grab that if you want to. Inside the PCOS pathway, we go through all of these tests, but we also do go through some additional tests as well, uh, including different nutrients. So when your insulin is high, this you, by a mile is going to be one of the reasons that you're not losing weight. It is a huge handbrake for weight loss, and it doesn't mean that this is the only problem that is is causing the issue with weight, but it will be a big uh, domino, I suppose, to work on. So insulin is our main fat storage hormone. And if you just think about that, then that means that when it's high and you're eating food, it's going to be pre-directed or more directed towards fat storage rather than fat burning. And getting that insulin lower can make a huge difference for your metabolic function. The other thing that controlling insulin can do is really impact your food choices. So, when your insulin is higher, you are going to have a great disposition towards wanting to snack more, craving a lot of sweet and sugary foods, and really looking for those quick acting carbohydrates. And you typically will struggle to go longer than sort of two hours in between meals. And if we compare someone with a thyroid issue to someone with insulin, often someone with a thyroid problem won't necessarily be struggling with those problems. And they might even be saying, I don't really eat that much food and I'm not losing weight. So that would be one of the key differences. When it comes to reducing insulin, it's not about, you know, not eating or anything like that, but we really need to work on uh, redistributing your carbohydrates and getting control of your macronutrient balance. So basically, jigging your proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. This is a super simplistic explanation, but. In very, very simple terms, having high insulin and high blood glucose means you have a degree of carbohydrate intolerance. And therefore, that is one of the key macronutrients we need to work on reducing among other changes in order to get that insulin down. And once we're able to control it, typically you're not going to have to follow perhaps such a strict low carb diet. And of course, The degree to which you may have to decrease that to get it down may also depend on how severe you are on that scale or sliding spectrum towards uh, type 2 diabetes. Because when fasting insulin uh, is high and you have insulin resistance and it gets worse and worse over time, then unfortunately, the long-term outcome can be type 2 diabetes. Now, the other key area that we look at is problems with inflammation Now, there's a lot of crossover between these areas as well because when you have high fasting insulin and you're insulin resistant, you are going to have inflammation in your body. It is essentially metabolic inflammation. And the key tests that we can look at for this are liver function, cholesterol and blood lipids, high sensitivity CRP or C-reactive protein and fasting blood glucose. Getting that will give us a good overview of whether there's a high degree of inflammation in someone's body. However, I will caveat here that these tests don't necessarily rule out inflammation. I see them very much correlated with metabolic inflammation. So when I have clients who have issues with their insulin or their blood glucose, they'll often have problems with their liver function and they'll often have problems with their triglycerides which are in their cholesterol and blood lipids and so we see that real crossover and communication between issues with the metabolism affecting um, things like liver function and even crude inflammatory markers like high sensitivity crp so If you have problems with those inflammatory markers, again, we're going why. So my first point of call to look at would be the metabolism and looking at insulin and looking at fasting blood glucose and looking at HbA1c. And if there are elevations there, that's likely the answer. If there's not, again, we're asking why. You can look at thyroid, you can be assessing gut health uh, and detoxification pathways as well, and then also taking stock of immune function. Uh, And with your liver function as well, if there's elevations there, often that can be due to a higher BMI. So when we're looking at these three groups of tests, basically we're looking at thyroid function, metabolic issues, and inflammatory issues. Keep in mind, it's often a combination. So, for example, when someone is struggling with insulin and weight, for example, that can downregulate your thyroid function because it's putting additional strain on the thyroid to make more hormone to basically provide hormone to uh, a larger body. And that can downregulate thyroid function. And then, of course, I've just explained Issues with your insulin can impact your liver function and your triglycerides and cholesterol panel. So there's a lot of intercommunication, but often someone might lean more heavily towards an issue in one area, or there might be a combination issue in various areas. Now, I hope that makes sense. But basically when I'm looking at a symptom like weight, I'm thinking, okay, what are all of the core things that this could be? So metabolic, inflammatory, thyroid. And then something that we didn't cover in this podcast would also be stress hormones as well. And thinking about cortisol levels. So basically I am looking and thinking about someone's symptoms. Are they struggling with things like sugar cravings can't go longer than two hours without eating? Do they have more of the thyroid symptoms, which would be things like perhaps constipation. They don't really eat a lot. They still can't lose weight. They've got a lot of puffiness and and border retention. So I'm thinking about all of these different symptoms and thinking about what's most likely, and then I'm getting that testing done to allow me to categorize that person under what the core issue is. And then once I know what that is, I'm reverse engineering into what are the most appropriate nutrition, lifestyle, and supplement changes for this person. And there is a plethora of different things that someone can be doing from under all of those different pillars, right, like uh, lifestyle, supplementing, nutrition, I mean supplements. There's so many different things you can do for any of these areas. But if you know what the core issue is from testing, it allows you to get a lot more strategic around what specific supplements you're going to use. And if you are using, say, between three to five different supplements, which is what I generally recommend, it will show you where you perhaps need to be a little bit more aggressive or using more supplements towards a certain issue um, rather than others. So instead of like a spray and pray approach and spaghetti at the wall, you can get a lot more targeted in how you approach addressing these different areas. Often as well, I've said this a few times, there, there may not be one reason why you aren't losing weight. It may be a combination of different areas but it's again, finding out the priority and then looking for that top level issue as well. So we want to always address the top level issue, um, which will affect everything else. I hope this was helpful. Again, if you haven't got a copy of that testing guide, it's super helpful. Uh, You can go and download it from the website or find it through the Instagram bio. I know so many people send me DMs and tell me how helpful that this guide has been for them in their appointments with their doctors. And even if they haven't chosen to necessarily join the pathway, they've gone and gotten this testing and gotten some better insight into their PCOS. So do go and grab a copy. It's super valuable. Uh, And I hope this was helpful. Thank you for pushing play today. And I will chat to you soon. Before you go, a quick reminder that any information discussed on the PCOS podcast is general in nature, does not take into account your personal health circumstances, and of course, does not replace medical advice.